If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I'm really delighted to be back with you once again. And we are approaching the end of summer. As ever, I can't believe how fast it's gone and actually how problem-free it has been this year. It's been one of our busiest summers. If you've been listening to the podcast and you listened to me talk to Jason Beaton a couple of weeks ago and laying bare our issues that faced us in June when we suddenly realised we had this vast amount of availability, something that we've never faced before in July and August and how we employed or invested in Jason and Mike to help us out with these, uh, this issue. And it was immensely successful. I can't say enough about how we had this great turnaround this summer and turned what looked like to be a disaster into one of our most successful summers ever. And yeah, we learned a lot from that. We really did. We learned about the changing nature of our business. And we, you know, we learned about it the hard way because we did lose some business at the very beginning of July because we hadn't been quick enough to identify what was going on in the market. And, you know, I know this market has been changing across the US for a couple of years now. And I hear it from other people, but we always seem to be behind the drag curve up here in in Canada. It always takes a few years before we finally catch on. And for sure, we caught on this year that the inventory is growing rapidly and the demands of vacationers are changing. They're wanting more short breaks, more weekends, more last minute bookings. And once we'd figured that out, we started to see some huge advantages in this short break market. You know, we've always been traditionally Saturday, Saturday, Friday, Friday throughout the, throughout July and August. And once we started implementing some of these uh, short the, the short break campaign, we began to see an additional benefit, and that was a lot more travelers being introduced to our type of vacationing up here in cottage country. You know, instead of having to rent an entire week, they were able to come up for a weekend or a couple of days midweek in the summer to experience what it's like on the water, on the lake, and have already started to make additional bookings. So because we are a drive-to market primarily, most people are coming out of the city of Toronto, we have a very, very strong repeat business. Always have had, but we've seen a marked increase in repeats now for from these people who are just testing it out by coming up for the short breaks in the summer. If we hadn't had these available, we might have lost them to somebody else. And what we have done is introduced them to our brand, showed them how great we are at helping them to create the most amazing memories on their vacation. And they're already coming back to us. And they're coming back to us via direct bookings, which is what we want 
more and more. So, you know, we've talked a lot about changes in this marketplace and nobody understands the market much more than my guest today. And that is Jody Taylor Refosco. And Jody is the president of the Vacation Rental Managers Association currently. She's also co-founder of TaylorMade Deep Creek Vacations and Sales in Maryland. And interesting that um, after talking to Andy Medic from Delaware last week, that we have another property manager from the eastern part of the US, which is always great to hear from. So I wanted to as we're coming up to conference season, because a lot of these conferences, the vacation rental conferences start in sort of September, October and run through to about February, March. And the biggest one for us, of course, is the VRMA International Conference, which this year will be held in New Orleans in the middle of October. And I will put a link to that. So apart from wanting to talk to Jodie about her family business and how their unique approach to property management has made it to one of the largest property management companies in the area. I also wanted to talk to her about uh, VRMA, why she thinks it's important for any size of property manager to join and what the benefits and advantages of being a member are. So without further ado, let's move on over to my conversation with Jodie Taylor-Rifosco. So I'm delighted to have with me today Jodie Taylor-Rifosco of TaylorMade Deep Creek Vacations in Maryland. Jodie, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Heather. I'm very excited about this. I hope everybody is enjoying their summer. Oh, it's been crazy yes. busy here, but... Yeah, it is. I mean, crazy, but everybody out there who is doing vacation rentals or rentals of any sort, <laughs> it is it is crazy mm-hmm. busy, but the, the the fall is coming on us pretty soon. I hate, I, you know, I'd really hate wishing the summer away, but sometimes you get to that point and you think, only two more weeks. <laughs> oh, no, I'm there. Yeah, I've done the countdown. Um, <laughs> and you know what it is, but after Labor Day, you know, I'd like the week or two and then I'm like, oh, no, I like being busy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, so it's a double-edged sword, but... Well, you're a year-round re- year location, aren't you? Mm-hmm, yeah. I am. So... Yeah, we have a man-made lake, and then we have a ski resort. Oh, that's fantastic. So so let's let's kick off. Mm-hmm. Tell us, you know, how did you get into this business in the first place? And and I know that oh. the TaylorMade is, is one of the largest properties in your area, so I want to know how you got there as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go back 22 years. So my parents owned a vacation. Oh, I could start back in the beginning. My parents, we lived in Baltimore and we had a boat on the bay. They sold their first boat for, or their boat for the first house in Deep Creek. And they could, nobody could rent it better than they could. And back then, like people had to come to our house to get keys, right? Because we lived three hours away. And so they, I mean, they grew their, the company from home until I, I'm the baby of four. So when I graduated, they moved up here to Deep Creek. And they had about 80 properties, I think, at that time. Like, they grew into 80 properties. And I was at college, you know, only about 45 minutes away. And then in 98, they merged with another rental company. And they became the largest vacation rental company in Deep Creek. And I ended up working for them from college. So I was like the first hot tub tech. 
<laughs> talking about working from the ground up. I did. I cleaned every hot tub. I came from college. It was a great college job in the summer. I got a great tan. And uh, I cleaned houses. I did anything. Like, I had to come up on side jobs. Anything no one wanted to do. Mom said, Jody's coming. She needs money. And so, um, yeah, I, I did. And then I moved here. And I moved here and I started in, um, I did key packets. I did reservations. I did uh, graphic design work. I did um, advertising, marketing. I was a director of owner relations and then became um, the general manager. And I was, I, so that was the course of 12 years. And then mom and dad sold their company to their silent partner and they moved south to Beaufort, South Carolina. And so at that time, you know, I was eight and a half months pregnant with my first child and my brother, Chad, and my husband, Joe, who worked for my mom, too. We decided, hey, you know, let's do what we're good at. And we love the area. So we started with one property in the summer of 2008, which for everybody that remembers 2008, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great year. You know, it's when recession was hitting. So it was really scary. And I think we were quite crazy to like start this. And that first summer, we had ended up having four properties. We cleaned our own houses. So, like, I would take Chad or Joe with me to clean houses, and the other one would man the phones. And then we cleaned all of our homes. My first hire was a housekeeper. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's hard work. And so that was the best thing. But then we, like, we mowed along to our own lawnmowers to save enough money to buy a plow, to put on Joe's truck, to plow driveways, to save enough money to buy decent lawn equipment. And honestly, that's how we grew. We also um, knew in the beginning that vacation rentals, it's not cash right away, right? Because if you're renting a house, you get the money after the renters leave, which could be in six months. So we started servicing non-rental homes and did all those services, cleaning and linens and inspections and lawn and plow. And that was, you know, cash up front. So that kind of helped fuel us and get us going. So it was great. It was a great business. I still do it. I've got 150 non-rentals. So they don't rent on their own or anything. They're just non-rentals that I service because we're a big, uh, there's a lot of second homeowners here that do not rent their home. So we service them. And anyway, we grew and about to about 250 homes and then August 2016, we brought the Deep Creek branch of Long and Foster. And I will tell you, I was not looking to buy a company. I was, <laughs> I'm raising two kids. <laughs> I'm running a company. So I did end up, we ended up buying, it took, I feel like a year for it to go down. But it was, uh, which I never dealt with corporate before. So that was a lot. And we're a very, like, I'm a very fast paced person. And eventually, and I'll tell the story and I hope he listens to this. But I, one of the guys from Long and Foster, I thought I was emailing my husband, Joe, not that Joe. And I told him, because every time I asked a question, right, it would take like weeks to get a return response. I'm like, so I emailed, this is like watching paint dry. And I got a response within five minutes. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's how it got rolling. And it was, um, so anyway, we ended up closing. We bought that um, and we gained 100 homes. And so fast forward to 2019, we have about 440 homes. We have uh, um, 159 rentals. We started real estate five years ago. So I have 43 agents now, which is crazy. I didn't think I'd be there, but that's where we are. I have 165 employees and about 125 of them are year-round employees because I do all of my services in-house. So for all those that are listening that, you know, it's a small rental company and you have like 10 or 15 homes, there's ways to scale and to do it. Cause I mean, you just gotta know what you're doing. And I was lucky cause I had been in this industry. So I knew in the beginning what I should and should not be doing right off the bat. And then I just stayed, you know, we just stayed on top of everything and just were flexible, but it's, 
and I, you know, and also with your partners, like Chad and Joe are amazing. Like, you know, we highly respect each other. We always have different opinions, but we always, you know, and it's good to have different opinions mm-hmm. on things because it really, you know, gives you a well-rounded decisions at the end. But their family and, you know, our employees are like family. Like a lot of them, some of them saw me go through college. Like I have ones that work for mom <laughs> with our family for like 20 years. Yeah. And they still work for us. They still like me. <laughs> Good. So, so my jaw was dropping while I'm listening to you talk, oh. talk those numbers oh. and thinking, oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm you know, a huge admiration for you. I've been looking at, uh, I was looking at your website earlier on and I'll, I'll make mm-hmm. sure there's a link to that on, on the show notes so people can go take a look. And, and I was looking to, um, looking at some of the testimonials from your owners and so many of them oh, yeah. are those that came from Long and Foster to TaylorMade. So it was sort of mm-hmm. a, like a no choice thing for them, I guess. And I guess there are other companies in the area, but they had that, yeah. they had that, oh my God, what do I do? Do I look for another company or do I go with this one? But it was so clear from those testimonials and some of them are video testimonials. And I was watching a couple of those that mm-hmm. these owners are just so happy with your services. What do you think it is that you bring to your owners that is so unique and special? Well, the biggest thing we got is that we're locally owned and operated. So talk about the Long Foster owners, right? You know, they had someone here that ran the company, but that wasn't the owner of the company. And her hands were tied half the time with stuff. That's not the case. Like, we make changes all the time. Like, I'll, I'll have to, you know, something that I'll dream about something the next morning. I'm calling Chad, like, we need to do this, this, and this. And that's what's really neat. And, you know, it's unique about our business, our industry, that you can always make those changes. But being locally owned and operated, you can make changes on the fly. And then I always tell my owners, like, I'm still the one that brings and onboards 99% of all my owners. It's me. And that's a lot of owners. You guys think I have 440 homes. But that keeps me involved with them. And so they know they can always call me. Like, I'm always like, this is not the only time you you could talk to me, but just know I'm an active owner. So I'm not always behind my phone. Like this weekend, I was making beds for my housekeepers so they could spend more time in the homes. And I was helping my inspectors because they were short staff. And I loved it because I like being in my homes. And I enjoy, you know, I enjoy being in the thick of things. And it's, you know, that's something that is very unique, I think, in the industry when you talk about some of these larger companies like my size. But it's also, it's it, it's the only thing that my, in this area, I'm the only company that's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stands out big. Um, experience is huge. So not only have I been doing this for 22 years, and my brother's been there almost long. Joe, half that time, but he also has been in the hospitality business here in, um, locally in Deep Creek for a very long time. But a lot of my staff came with me from an old company. So I have people with like 15 plus years of experience in the local vacation rental industry. So like that's very different. So they know trends. They know how where people come from, what they're looking for. They understand the properties. They understand the background with the properties. They understand how, to, you know, how, you know, they'll tell you about the house itself. Like my team all goes to the properties. So that's very unique and different. Um, all in-house employees. I don't vendor anything else mm-hmm. and I like control and I'm very, I'm a big control freak, but it's like, I feel like if you vendor things out, you lose some of that control. And so we, you know, everything from housekeeping to in-house laundry facilities to um, my reservation team, my marketing team, we have maintenance guys. I have HVAC guys. I have licensed plumbers. I send my maintenance staff to school for continuing education. I have one guy that's about to get his license um, as a master electrician. But those things we do because it will be more affordable for our owners to rent their properties mm-hmm. by using some of our in-house services. So that's what we did there. 
my marketing team, I have in-house photographers. My brother, I, he drives the drone. And I got to tell you, at the beginning, I used to say that you're going to be outside on this bluebird date playing around with that drone when you should be in here working. And I now know it's a tool, not a toy. Um, it does a great, I mean, we market our homes, but like for us, it's like, it's like you want to build that excitement. Cause I, the best part about the vacation is the anticipation of the vacation, right? Cause everything's still perfect. And so like when we talk about fall foliage, which is big, cause I'm in the mountains, you know, we're not going to show you a tree with the leaves changed. That doesn't give you much emotion, right? We're going to take you over a mountainside with yeah. all the leaves changing. Like we, we like to build that, like, you know, you're not going to get that in the city. You're not going to, you're not going to get that feeling in a state. So we do that. We do a lot of different stuff with it, but you know, we stay on top of trends and you have to be flexible. And you know, this summer was very unique and I was, we were ahead of the game. We knew that people weren't booking like they were booking in years past. We were watching it change while watching people asking for shorter stays, last minute, very spontaneous. And it was, you know, you have to be flexible and that's something that we've been really good at accomplishing. And the other thing that put this aside than my competitors is our involvement in industry organizations and ongoing education. You know, I've been involved with VRMA through even through my parents. Like I said, I've been part, oh my gosh, of VRMA, almost not the whole 22 years. They didn't take me on a hot tub deck. Um, I think it's, it's been over 18 years that I've been going to VRMA. My husband was president of VRHP for, I think, five or six years, which is vacation rental housekeeping professionals. Chad's involved, my brother's involved on the tech side. So like for me, I mean, that sounds like a lot, but really for us is that it's giving our owners understanding to know that we know what's going on. We know the trends, that technology is changing extremely fast and we're staying on top of that. But if I, my brother changed one more technology thing on me, I might die. <laughs> He's the techie of the group, but it's, it's good because it's useful to be efficient. So we just need a need to get used to it (laughs) but all those things it's because we're you know it goes back to your local we're locally owned and operated and we're passionate like i i love this industry it's not what i went to school for i was this is not i was an environmental protection major like it's nothing to do i came here dad sent me to business school (laughs) i was a science major but i love it i love dealing with people but you know that makes us very unique and very different than my competitors and in the community like, I mean, we're involved in the community. My kids go to school here. We're out there doing road pickup, you know, picking up trash. We are, you know, involved with all the charities. We're either doing it ourselves or we're sponsoring. We're sponsoring the local schools. And if you're not local, then you don't see you don't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so completely understand that. So, you know, you've mm-hmm. there, there's a ton of properties. I mean, obviously you've got 400 plus <laughs> properties. So there's a lot of properties on mm-hmm. in that area. So when you've got new owners mm-hmm. coming on board, what are you telling them that they need to do to be competitive, to stand out, to be special in this competitive market? So I have two ways to look at that. And so like I have new owners coming on, right? Mm-hmm. So if I want to look at new owners and say, hey, look, this is what you need to do to stand out. You need to look at your interior. And I give them a market analysis. So uh, about a year or two ago, we did a market analysis on our website of what my renters are literally clicking on to search for a property. And so we did a top 10 amenity list. So, you know, you don't have to have them all, but just so you know, yeah, they want Wi-Fi. They do want Wi-Fi. They want a hot tub. They want air conditioning. Air conditioning wouldn't even been on that list five years ago. Mm-hmm. Not in the mountains. So I give that to them. But I tell them to look to stand out. There's a lot of things that are going on. You want you want uh, uh, vacation rental is about getting away together. 
So you need to make sure that that gathering space, your kitchen, your great room is comfortable. You don't need modern furniture, but you do not want furniture from grandma's house. You want the kitchen should be upgraded. You know, I always said granite, but I think now what the new thing is quartz. You need to have, you know, and that stuff is better than some of the old stuff that are not very renter friendly. But the kitchen, that gathering space is a big deal. And then what's the buzzword these days? But I don't know if it's in your area, but in my area, it's outdoor living space. Mm-hmm. So they want nice furniture. They want an outdoor fire pit and a fi- or a fireplace. They want the hot tub. They want the patio. You know, you could put a fire pit and that's great. They'll, you know, for search amenities, uh, search reasons that works. But to get a proper repeat, you want a landscaped area that extends that living space outside. And then the other thing I talk about is bedding. Oh my gosh, bedding. Like if you have a bad night's sleep, I just had one of my employees go, yeah, that house, I made beds there. The mattresses are sinking in the middle. I'm like, oh, that's great. (laughs) I'll call that owner. But you want nice bedding. So those are the things I tell my owners coming on. Like you want to stand out. You want to have modern furniture. You want to have, you know, today's paint colors, which right right now it's a lot of grays in the air in this area. Earth tones, no pastels. You don't want to do like back, I think, 10 years ago with the vibrant like reds that we, you know, in the the, uh, four screens I would see in the homes. So those are out. You know, the cargo furniture is out. But what I tell my owners I've been renting for 10 to 15 years, you need to update your kitchens and you need to update your bathrooms. Just get rid of the jetted tubs. We have a lot of homes. I think they dump like a warehouse of jetted tubs here in Deep Creek, <laughs> indoor jetted tubs. And like <laughs> that and spiral staircases. I don't know where they all came from either. But anyway, get rid of the jetted tubs and put in nice house showers because this is what people have at home. Mm-hmm. And so... You want to put the stuff people have them, and they will pay the dollar. They just want what they have at home, if not better. Yeah. And so, and I always tell my owners, pay attention. I'm going to tell you, you know, if I start seeing reviews, I'm personally going to go to your property and find out why. And I'm going to give you advice. I have one owner right now that I gave ideas for the last three years, telling them the revenue was going downhill. They wouldn't do anything. Wouldn't do it. And now they're like, oh, we talked to our accountant, and our revenue has gone down by fifteen thousand dollars since 2017. I said, yes, I know. I told you. I'm like, you updated your kitchen and you stopped. I'm like, your 19-inch TVs need to go away and you need to get rid of the floral furniture and the cargo furniture in your bedrooms. And, you know, you need to get more modern stuff. And sometimes it's hard for owners. And what do my one owner say? It's like kicking the can further down the road. I'm like, well, I have to tell you at some point you got to stop kicking and you got to pony up because you got to spend money to make money. And you'll see, like I had one owner put, what, she put $35,000, that was a big house, into her home. And like remodeled the kitchen, floors, uh, got another hot tub. She ended up increasing her revenue by twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, we we, like we see that. We see that over and over. And yeah, we mm-hmm. we do the same. You know, we 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 did a makeover on a home a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and we took it from fourteen hundred a week to three thousand two hundred a week simply by oh my gosh, wow! By by making because it was old cottagey, it was old style, yeah. it was. Uh, you know the the, the mm-hmm. wood walls and all they did was do they they painted, the paneling yeah they painted it they mm-hmm. you know that they did the sort of standard HGTV style of makeover and they did it themselves and the revenue just not quite tripled but not far off just simply yeah, you know by by making the beds look fantastic yeah and you know and I tell my owners like when I do numbers and I do all the numbers for the properties the rates and the projections and all that and I said look I'm going to give you a high and a low. And if you do everything I say, you'll come in the middle the first year. And after that, you're building clientele and you will either hit my my maximum or exceed my maximum. Mm-hmm. The numbers are always conservative. But if you listen to what I say, you know, you do what my suggestions are. I know what runners want. 
I've been doing it for a long time. I know what they specifically want to decrease, you know, and what they're looking for. And yes, I know you don't, you come up, you come up to the mountains to, to unplug. Well, your renters don't. <laughs> They need to be plugged in. <laughs> yeah. so you need to have Wi-Fi up here. Yeah, that and that takes me on to the next question, really. So, you know, how are guest expectations changing? Because we know they are. Uh, and, you know, how do you are. keep up with these different demands of this new generation of guests? And we know that, you know, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. There is, and I, I still have owners who say, well, they should be getting out and enjoying themselves on the water. That's why they're coming. And I, I remember yeah, they don't need TV. No, absolutely. I, I remember going to a, 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 a vacation rental in Costa Rica a couple of years ago, and there was a um, in the in the master bedroom, and and that's all that was inside was just the bedrooms and the bathrooms. Everything was living outside, you know, because you don't need to. You know, your, your living room and dining room is outside. Right. So just the bedrooms inside, right. and inside the cupboard in the closet in the bedroom was a 60 inch TV on wheels. And I said to the property manager, I said, what, <laughs> what, what's this doing in here? And he said, he said, we never judge what our vacationers are going to do when they come on vacation. And if they want to sit in this glorious environment with the monkeys running across the roof and the toucans sitting in the trees outside, and they want to sit and close the curtains and watch TV all week, we're not judging them. That's what they want to do. So you provide the, wow. uh, the elements for them to do that. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty way to put it. Yeah. And, you know, because you don't know, like that's, I mean, I could talk about technology, but I also could say the same thing about like a dock, mm-hmm. right? Everybody comes to the lake, they think they're going to rent a boat the whole week and they need to have a dock. So they're going to search with a dock. Well, the reality, be, they might even use the dock once, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter. Then when they booked up, they weren't going to look at a house that didn't have a dock. So the same thing with TVs. They might not use the TVs all week, but they're not going to rent a house without a TV in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just never know. So like what we're seeing is changes. Technology is absolutely 100% changing. And we're trying to keep up with it. Like with the smart TVs, I will tell you that, you know, by more owners doing like the Roku devices, I, I, I YouTube TV, which I've never heard of until just recently, and some other things. But most of my renters don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So my owners are trying to cut costs for monthly costs, but they still need to have regular cable. But, you know, my um, my tech savvy guys they, that come in, they want that. They want not just Wi-Fi, but good Wi-Fi. And, you know, some of my old owners, like, it's a hard, you know, they can upgrade to better Wi-Fi. Another thing I'm seeing with them is last-minute spontaneous reservations. Like, I just looked, and I got a week long for coming in this Saturday. What's today? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Tuesday. For Saturday, a $10,000 reservation. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Who books that last minute? <laughs> That's just, that's not just like me and my husband going on vacation. That's a family, and I was just like, that is crazy. But that's what I'm seeing. It's and you, I mean, it's nail biting because you you know you're you're looking to fill dates, but they book last minute and they book shorter stays. Mm-hmm. So we opened up my not my lake friends because they all booked you know pretty much pretty well all summer. They might have one or two weeks that were odd and open, but my ones that were partial week homes, I opened up two night stays. You know what I was saying? midweek stays mm. like I've never seen before so not just coming to my weekend and not two nights they're coming to my weekend three or four nights they're coming two nights on my weekdays because I dropped the rates I used dynamic pricing and so the rates are dropped so my owners are getting they're getting as much if not more 
by opening up to those partial weeks and being flexible for the two night stays. Yeah, and so that has been very interesting. We're well. seeing exactly, exactly the same here. I did a, a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago about, you know, I mean, we weren't as, as switched on as as you were to see see how this was all changing. And because mm-hmm. our, our July and August has always been booked. 15 years we've been in business yeah. and July and August books 96%. It's just, that's it. We can take a property on mm-hmm. in the middle of July and within three hours of listing it, it's booked for the, you know, for, for the first couple of weeks. So this year we got to June and it was crickets. Um, and we had a mass of yeah. availability and we were very fortunate that we, we, we knew of a digital, a couple of vacation rental, digital marketing strategists who, who jumped straight in and put a couple of campaigns in and we ended up with a, with a hugely successful mm-hmm. summer, but, but yes, we just, everybody wants short breaks. They want short breaks. They're, they're leaving it they until last minute and this is universal. And well, uh, heck, I just booked my trip that I'm leaving on Monday. I booked it yesterday. That's because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get away. <laughs> but the same thing is for everybody else. And the, and, um, the other thing we did is flexible check-in days. So those were my partial week homes. So you know what I mean? So they didn't have to come in on a Friday. They could mm-hmm. come in on a Saturday. Yeah. Or they can come in on a Wednesday. We, we made that change, and that was really big. But there's other things that while they're here that we're seeing people want more. So they want more of the hotel-style amenities. So, like, I have an elite group of homes that I provide. Like, I always provide all my homes with starter kits, like little thing of palm olive and laundry detergent, dish soap, stuff like that. Like, um, toilet paper, paper towels. But for my elite, they get double it. But they also get the shampoos, the conditioners, the body wash, and the bars of soap and all the baths. And I'm seeing more people asking for it. And so, that's the younger generation that doesn't want to pack any of that. They mm-hmm. just want it there. And the other thing is response time, not only through emails, because we always think about response time is when you get an email, how long it takes you to respond to them, right? That's not it, all all it. It's also why they're here. How quick can you get to them when they have an issue? So like for us, it's mandatory to be to a house or call the guests within 30 minutes of them having an issue in the property. So you have to have people ready ready to roll when there's an issue. And so that's been something. So response time, just not before they come, but while they're here too, has been a change. I mean, they're not as patient as they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you can go out on the lake. We'll come fix that ice maker while you're gone. Nope, I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're coming. I'm like, I'll bring a bag of ice just in case you need to make those cocktails right now. <laughs> so those are things we're seeing. So it's like, the thing is like, you know, pay attention to trends. And because they can work for you. Like, you know, when we changed our rate systems, we had, I mean, it wasn't easy, but I mean, we're still working on it, but you know, you can make them work for you. And so like, just kind of pay attention and watch your, you know, use data and watch how your numbers are booking because we were seeing it early on. And I have been talking to a lot of people in the East coast because a lot of people saw the same thing, you know, it's like, like you saw, but you know what? Another interesting thing, I was talking to an owner about this and that he was in another industry. I won't mention which one, but it's completely different. Nothing to do with vacation rentals. And he said in his industry, he's seen the same thing. People are procrastinating and waiting to place orders very last minute. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I guess it's, I just thought that was interesting. I, I guess it's, you know, maybe it's the whole Amazon thing. You know, we, we, we've become so used yeah. to thinking, oh, I want that. You go onto Amazon, you press a couple of buttons, you know, you, you, you one click and it arrives the following morning or in some cases the right. same day if you're in a city. And I, I, I think right. I was like, or if you're in the mountains, two days. <laughs> or if, or if you're up in the wilds <laughs> of Ontario, three days. 
okay, but still, that's pretty fast considering yeah. everything else. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think people are more instantaneous, so you gotta, you have to be able to handle that. I mean, I remember my mom used to do a lot of customer service training for a lot of people in this industry, and she'd be like, you know, the sundown rule, <laughs> you gotta email by the end of the day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not the case anymore. I'm like, you better get on that email quick yes, and be very responsive. So, yeah, so I think that in all sense of the business that you have to have a good response time. And that has been, you know, a big change in everything you do. And you can use, you can use technology to help you um, with better response time from doing generating email responses and stuff like that until you can get a person to having efficiency in um, operations to get the right service order to the right people closest to the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, so like, um, we put GPS trackers on all of our maintenance trucks. Uh-huh. So we, we've incorporated live chat this, this year. I mean, we've done it um, off and on in the past because we only really need mm-hmm. it in a couple of months and a couple of months leading up to the season. And we, we've seen just so many conversions off live chat. If, if somebody's on live chat oh and you can talk to them, yeah. You, you're ninety percent, well, eighty percent, maybe they are going to book. Yeah, we've been doing that since the beginning because we had it at my old company, mm-hmm. and so we, yeah, we've been very involved with that. And that's what's nice is that you could do live chat and you can respond to emails or answer the phone, you know, at the same time. Yeah. You're just typing. Oh yes, multitasking, <laughs> multitasking. I- that's right. You got to be very good at multitasking. <laughs> I was, I was doing a podcast interview this morning, and I was on live chat at the same time. See. <laughs> Good. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. It works. So let's move on over to, to, to more industry wide stuff. There's a whole load of stuff mm-hmm. going on at the moment. Everything's changing. Oh my God. It's changing so rapidly. It's a little bit scary. I mean, for particularly for mm-hmm. newer and smaller managers who are perhaps seeing, you know, all this mm-hmm. consolidation going on and they're just wondering, you know, is there still a space for me? Right. What, what would you say to them to perhaps encourage them? to keep going. So it's interesting. So, you know, there's a lot of things that just like came out in the last couple of weeks from, yeah. from HomeAway sunsetting B12 to Vacasa acquiring Wyndham. You know, there, there's just so many things going on. And then the one group um, acquiring a bunch of those tech companies and mm-hmm. growing, you know, you have a lot of different stuff going on. And honestly, it's like, wow, you, you know, it is fast paced. If you go back to my dad and vacation rental, my mom and dad had a vacation rental company. Nothing moved like that and not that quickly. And so, yeah, you have to take a step back. Like, All right. So what does that mean for me? I mean, I'm, you know, pretty large, but I'm small compared to some of these big guys. Like when I went to Europe, I had guys that are like, I have 10,000 properties. I have 15,000. Like I have 438. <laughs> I think that's a lot. <laughs> Again, I'm, they aren't full service property managers and I'm a full service property manager. So I have a lot more on my plate and I can't, you know, I couldn't successfully serve that many properties and all with the way we do stuff. So, you know, I, you know, when I was reading all this and I was reading some articles out there and you know what, I was sitting there and I'm like, we got as a, you know, as a property manager and most property managers are the locally owned and operated or the small mom and pops. That's the majority of them. And there's a lot more newer companies than you think in this space. And they're getting in because they, you know, Airbnb and VRBO, they made it a little bit easier to market. So when you ask, like, when, you know, we look at the big picture with consolidating, you know, I mean, I have a casa in my area, but I know what makes me different than Vacasa. Vacasa has a lot of great strengths, but I'm local, I'm community minded, I'm the one fighting for tax, not increased taxes here, not them. 
You know, I'm the one who actually probably sent their owner emails to say, hey, you know, do you know that they're increasing the accommodation tax? You might care about it because, you know, the stats are out there that that decreases overall revenue. But, you know, I think as smaller VMs, you have a unique touch to reach your owners on a more personal note. You have more, your time is more available. But the one thing I would make paramount for them is to make sure you're diversifying your marketing. I talked to so many. One looked at me and goes, so Joey, do you think I should have my own website? I mean, I'm on these VRBO sites. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. I'm like, yes. And there's, you know, go to VRMA or go to some of these conferences and go and like learn. There's so many companies that can help you. I mean, I knew when I started this company, I needed to have a property management software system. And I started with Escapia right from day one. And I knew I needed a website provider. And sometimes you can't, you can't, like in the beginning, you can't afford those big guys, right? You have to have some, something smaller until you build enough. But, you know, when you think about these companies having thousands and thousands and they have all this, you know, money behind them, I think that the solid property managers stand out even more in my mind because I think they're more attentive. They're more focused. They want, they're pushing their properties because it's their bottom line. It's those homes. They want, they want to make those owners, like you saw the testimonials from my owners. I didn't prompt any of those owners to say anything. They did it on their own because they saw a difference. They saw a difference from a company that wasn't that local to a company that was very local. And it makes a big difference. But as far as, I mean, you can't, you can't just set your things and say, this is how we're going to do it. You have to be flexible. You got to stay, be aware of everything that's changing in this industry. Because I don't know what that's going to mean with that company that rolled up with Streamline and um, LiveRes, you know, and all those companies. I don't know what that's going to mean down the road. You hear Marriott wants to, you know, partner with professionally managed companies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what is, you know, that sounds, that's exciting. But what does that mean? You know, Google's getting into this place. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening so fast. And it's not just with the property management, it's the technology. And it's, you know, what's cool about all this is that vacation rentals is now becoming more mainstream when they weren't before. And it's very neat because people that used to do vacation rentals as a hobby, this was their second job. This is retirement job. That was my parents. This is what they, they decided to do when they grew up. And you're getting people that are starting younger. They're aggressive. They're excited about it. So, you know, I think the younger PMs should just be more excited that there's more money flowing into this space and to give you more things at your fingertips. You just got to pay attention to them to know what to utilize and be flexible with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's so well said. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of small managers. I mean, host, hostfully suggested there were, there were more <laughs> than 23, 24,000 small property managers. I don't know if, if that's a, uh, you know, how global? I, I, I'm hoping it's global. Oh, like, I think that's global. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It, it is a lot. But once you start factoring in all the Airbnb co-hosts who right. are in essence, small property managers, you know, once, once we start talking to them and saying, you've got to get out of just the Airbnb space, and and start your website and distribute to other platforms, then they become, you know, they are moving into the traditional vacation rental property management space. So what, I mean, you're the president of VRMA. What can VRMA do for for these managers because I, I I see so many of them out in the forums and I and I really want to jump in there and say this is what you should be doing and 
I know. <laughs> you know, I and do you have my, my my pet peeve at the moment, or my pet? You know, when I get on my soapbox, it's about errors and emissions insurance and public and, and general liability mm-hmm. because we're being sued at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, it's very close to my heart because we're a property management company. Yeah. An owner had you know a guest had a slip and fall at one of our properties, and of course we got sued as well. Because, right. And, and and this fortunate, yeah, and um, we have a good insurance. Our owner had good insurance, mm-hmm. so really, it's it's mm-hmm. not impacted us too much at all. It's it's you know doing doing a de- deposition is slightly inconveniencing, but apart from that, it's all being handled by insurance. But I see so many of these smaller managers out there who perhaps don't even know that this is a possibility. So, yeah, it, and honestly, I'll tell you something. We um. I've been asking for, and we've done a few sessions. I think I know of one off the top of my head that um, we bring people in to talk about, and like, what should you have? And I had it was from another company that they had the both sides of it, the lawyers from both sides there discussing what you should have, and being in and going through one myself, mm-hmm. I could tell you what the what you, what, what what made us not be liable. You know, from note taking sounds so dumb, right? Mm-hmm. No, with like time, like dates, times, and videos, we had it all attached, and it was on point. And they couldn't argue with any of it because it was so documented. Yeah, and and I go along with that. Like, you know, the the, the information yeah. that we were able to supply, you know, from rental agreements mm-hmm. and management agreements with the owners, and photographs taken of the property at the time of of inspection, and yeah. But we know this, yeah, you know. They I, don't. Yeah. So, so yeah. I guess that sort of brings me back to that question about you know what is it VRM, yeah. VRMA can can help new and you know start out property managers. How, how can it help them? Well, the, yeah. So there's a lot of things. So f- the first thing I say is what's great is the networking. I mean, honestly, I think that's the number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. I get to meet new people all the time, and I love picking brains. Right. Because I feel like I, me right now, I have questions about rates and rate systems. And I want to know how to do things better and easier and more efficient. You know what I mean? I'm always just trying to figure that out. And I'm always picking rates. And networking is a big thing. But VRMA, there's a lot of things. And we always try to reach out to get more. Like, what do you want to hear? And like we have, if you look at a lot of the conferences, there's a lot more and more smaller companies with like 10 or less properties. That are coming. I mean, I've had people come. They had one. <laughs> I've talked to them. And the thing is, is they don't, um, they want to talk about, they, they need to know about marketing and all that stuff. It's great that they can go to one place that has a showcase that has all the vendors there. And it, it can get overwhelming. Just start in a corner. That's what I always say. Start in one corner and work your way. Because um, it does get overwhelming. But I know a lot of them because I've been doing this for 20 years. I've worked with a lot of them. But what's so cool with the new things that are coming out. Because yeah. I'm like, huh. Well, that's interesting. What you're doing. So the the vendor showcase is always good. And then they're doing, um, one, the certification program, which I did, which I thought I was really smart. And that was hard. <laughs> but I did it. I, I passed it. But it gives you some things. And it's like accounting. A lot of people really don't know how to do the accounting part of it. You know, especially the smaller ones. So it tells you best practices. And then there's, you know, they're doing different things for, um, like, if you're new and you're coming just to a conference, they have ambassadors and you walk around with people to meet other people, which is really nice. They're doing different size um, sessions. So, like, if you're a smaller company, 
versus a larger company, you know, because you have different issues, you have different things. Like you, like I did a session on on starting a vacation rental company a year and a half ago, I think, with a few other people. I, I still get questions from those people that that were in the class because they have questions about everything from marketing to accounting to insurance. I mean, like you hit the nail on. You want to know what the best session is, and I've said it year over year. If you can get people, uh, vendors in a group, they'll talk about credit card fraud, insurance claims contracts and how you should have them correctly written and where things should be in the contract. Key locks, information on outdoor cameras and surveillance, all in one session and give them like five or 10 minutes each to say top top practices for these. It'd be, it'd be glorious because there's a lot of stuff I didn't even think about. Like where, uh, what was one that I learned not too long ago, like where your cancellation policy should be in your contract. Mm-hmm. Like things like that, but that's like going to these sessions. And yeah, you know, it. When we were startup, we couldn't afford to go to a lot of conferences, right? And so we couldn't go across the country to them, and couldn't spend the money and be away from all of us. So now they have webinars, and you can do webinars online. And you don't have to be a member; it's more expensive, but you can if you're a member. They're free, and they're on all different things. And and so those kind of things. And then also the other thing for especially a lot of the new ones is the GR committee. The government regulations. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that are changing in different areas. These people are trying to stay on top of all of it. And it's, it's. I mean, much bigger now than it even was when I started on the board six years ago. There's much more going on. So, you know, we're more involved with the GR than we were even then. And it's, you know, those kind of things. I mean, it's like they give you a toolkit and say, hey, here's a toolkit. This, when I... um. When they're increasing the taxes here, I called them up. I called the GR committee and I said, this is what's going on. Do you have any data or anything I can use? And I got sent stuff about all kinds of data trends with increasing taxes will decrease revenue. And like, you know, from like Priceline and all these different companies so that I could give and fuel my kid. It didn't matter at the end of the day. <laughs> they did it anyway. But uh, they did They did change to put it back. You know, they said, oh, the money's going to go into the general fund. Like, that's great. <laughs> but we did, I guess, complain enough that now some of it will go back into tourism, which is much bigger mm-hmm. than it not. But I think VRMA is trying to, you know, they want to grow their membership. They're, you know, providing different things from the certification. They're working, you know, at the the, the international conference, they're working with VRHP, the housekeeping professionals. So that's another thing. Actually, that's another thing with the smaller companies have troubles with is operation. Mm-hmm. So logistically, how to handle housekeeping and laundry, and maintenance, how to do the service orders, how to do peace rates, all that stuff. So at this one, this conference in New Orleans, they're going to be there. So you can get front office and back of the office all at one time. That's a huge benefit. And, yeah. you know, I've, um, for, for anybody who's heard Dirk Johnson talk about his moving around the walls, it's, the wall. it's in my head yeah. now, always has been in my head. <laughs> Yeah, walking the wall. Or like he brings all those bug critters. He actually brought, he brought, where was I? He brought a little container that had a live bed bug in it. And in the hotel, I'm like, did you tell the hotel you're bringing this in here? <laughs> like, oh my God, I don't want to see it. Um, but you know, hey, you have to know what that is. You need to know what it looks like. So you could, you know, you could determine when you are, you know, a housekeeper and you're making beds. So those kind of operations is so, it's, it's, a lot, it's very difficult, but there's so much knowledge and there's statistics out there that, you know, they help you with. Like my husband and my general manager did a session on hot tubs. Mm-hmm. It's the number one amenity in our area. 
and it's it's a lot it's big in in um mountain areas and so we talked about hot tubs and the you know it was like the it was a down and dirty you know cause the hot tubs aren't always mm. the, the cleanest thing well you know, so, you know yeah, that for the yeah. you know that with the, the the first episode of hot tub folliculitis you get oh my god <laughs> We've well, had, we've already had yeah, one of those this we, season. Oh my gosh! Well, then they think everything is it, like you know. And then I, I had one time they said they, they they said it was hot tubs, and then I went I'm like, oh, your chemicals are fine, and they're like, oh yeah, they had lobster last night. I'm like, oh, well, it's not the hot tub, but you know what happens because they sit and like bathe in the hot tub. I'm like, do you see the sign? It's like 50 to 20 minutes max. How long were you in here? You're really wrinkly. <laughs> you know, it's it's. Anyway, it's hot. You have the, actually. You know what I heard about yesterday? I don't even care if I say this on here. I heard about hot tub hammocks. Oh, really? And I'm not sure sure how sanitary it is. Yeah, it's like it's a hammock. You put water in, and it has this container that just keeps it warm. I'm like, well, is there any chemicals in it? It's like, no. I'm like, oh, that's oh no. <laughs> I'm hoping you dump it afterwards. I'm like, I can't. I just was, yeah. I was like, wow, that's different. <laughs> I don't know how warm that would stay in Deep Tree because it gets really cold here. <laughs> but um, anyway, so it's like the uh, you know the networking I think with VRMA, the knowledge operations. I mean, operations is so big. I'd love to hear everybody's. I mean, like I told you earlier, where I t- I talked to another property manager this um yesterday, and her first when she found out who I was, she's like, "So do you have any hard time hiring good housekeepers?" <laughs> yes. And so, like, you know, there's ways that we try to keep our better ones. There's a lot of different incentive programs we do. But you go to these conferences to share those with yeah. others, and that's how you get better. Yeah. Like, I just think it's, you know, it's it's a lot. And, you know, it's I've been starting, I've been going to VRMA since, like, almost the beginning with my parents, like I said earlier. And I've been speaking. I'll never forget my first speaking session, which was George Volsky. And I was so excited and I was so nervous. And I had all my, I'm, I'm, I'm an A to Z person. I had them all color coordinated. I had my graphs. I was ready to speak. And he looks over at me and he throws them in the trash can. <laughs> I I was going to cry. <laughs> but, you know, I've been speaking at them. But I actually learn more when I speak. Mm-hmm. than when I'm actually in the audience because I'm really in so, tune yeah. to hear the questions because I, you know, they, I feel like they make you grow and like, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. But, you know, you, you, you get to be with like-minded people that are doing the same thing you are, but just maybe in a different way or doing it with different software. And then that, you know, not all my, I can't take, I can't afford to have 165 employees. I can't take them all with me. So then with the webinars, um, the certification program, like I said, there's five, uh, four or five of us that are certified here at my company. Not my brother and my husband. I've been giving them help. <laughs> <laughs> you got certified. But, you know, so it's it's nice and you get to stay on top of stuff. So there's like from the regulations to the educating to the networking, it's those are things that have been near and dear to me and have helped me. You know, VRMA helped me when I started my company. I was part of VRMA beforehand. But my parents couldn't help me. They couldn't give me anything. I reached out to people I knew in VRMA, and I had, you would not believe it, Heather. I had people sending me their contracts to use. (laughs) I had people sending me processes in the Word document. They said, change it, put your name on it. I'm not kidding you. Like, if I wasn't part of VRMA in the beginning, I don't know if I could have grown as fast as we did. Because I had people pouring out information. So everybody always asked me, Jody, wow, you do a lot of educating. You, you, sh- you have a lot of companies come visit you. They shadow your company. And, you, and, you, you know, and I'm like, it's my way of giving back. Because so many people gave to me. 
when I needed it. And so like, I'm always about giving back. Like you could stop me at a VRMA conference and be like, Hey, can I see your contract? I'm like, send me your card. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it over. Check it out. Let me know if you see something I should change. But you know, as long as it's not a competitor. But yeah, they, it's just, it's a, it's a big family. That's what I feel like VRMA is. And uh, things are changing. I mean, we're international. I met, I went to Europe for the first time ever, by the way, I went to Europe and I went to the European conference and I met so many amazing people that do things. I mean, it was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed myself and listening to how people do things. But let me tell you, it's not just the small managers that are using just Airbnb. It's some of the big guys too. Mm-hmm. It's dumbfounding, but it's different. I mean, I'm just like, you got, you got to diversify because if you don't and they make one change or they buy a vacation rental company, then, you know, your whole world is going to go upside down. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. yeah. Jody, it's been a fantastic talking with you. <laughs> yeah, I could go on and on, but we're sort of running we're running a bit out of time now. So um, okay. yes. I will make sure that I put everything about VRMA onto the show notes. And, and of course, the link yes. to the international conference, which is the 13th to 16th of October in New Orleans. Yep. Also, Lisbon in March. I'm going to Lisbon. Ah. <laughs> We got Lisbon will be wonderful. Yes. So so yes, and and also you know take a look at the uh, at the other events that are shown on the future VRMA events page because there's there's other things. There's Connect New England, Connect North Carolina. There's a Spring Forum. There's the International Conference, the European Conference. There's a lot going on. So if you can't make international in New Orleans, there's other things you can go to as well. So, and of course, yep. of course, I'll put a link to TaylorMade as well. Um, encourage everybody to go and have a look at the site. It's a great site. And I always encourage people to look at reviews and testimonials because that's what's telling you what owners like, what they like about working with a company. And exactly the same way as looking at your competitors' reviews on HomeAway mm-hmm. or, or VRBO or wherever tells you what guests like as well. So it's really important. So go and have a look at uh, Jody's company website and look at those testimonials. If you're an owner, if you're a manager, small manager thinking of growing, you can learn a lot from those testimonials. So Jody, I just want to thank you so much for coming along today, spending time with me. I shall look forward to catching up with you in New Orleans in October. Yes, sounds great. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your summer. The countdown's on. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) That was crazy good. I love talking to Jody. She's been in the industry so long that she has this, just this huge fund of anecdotes and stories and just so, so funny. Such has got such passion for the industry. I mean, you just, you just hear it in every word that she speaks that, that this, she lives, eats and breathes the vacation rental business and she's making it a better place for the rest of us in doing so. Um, so thank you, Jody, so much for, for joining me on the podcast today. So that is it. That is episode 299 completed. Next week, we will be publishing episode 300. And as I mentioned before, we have my great friend, Amy Highnote, on the podcast next week to talk about anything and everything 
Really? We're not structuring it. We're just going to chit chat. We're just going to say, hey, what's happened in the last five years? What have, you know, what, what's been really impactful? What seemed impactful at the time and really, really was a damp squib? And what seemed minor at the time has proved to be enormous. And I'll also be asking Amy about her new and upcoming magazine, Second Home Quarterly, SHQ, and also to talk about the recent conference that she did in Atlanta on data. And I wasn't able to get to that one, so I'm quite interested to hear what came out of, out of that. So really looking forward to that. That is episode 300 next week. And then we'll move into our new branded Vacation Rental Success podcast from episode 301. A bit of a new era for us. Actually, it's not going to be that much different. Bit of new music, a couple of new bits and pieces, maybe an ad or two. But you know, it's onwards and upwards and, uh, and can't wait. So I will be with you again very soon. Be with you again next week with, um, with Amy. So until then, thanks so much for listening and uh, take good care. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.